Well, welcome in Chris Landry here on the Landry Football Podcast Network, reacting to Week 13 action in the NFL. We've got this podcast up a little bit later. The schedule's a little different this week because we had a late Sunday podcast reacting to the college football playoff announcements, and we needed the official announcements to be out there. You can go and check that out. So we wanted to have that, and we had a little time with dealing with that, getting through um, the games and everything, wanted to react to Week 13 in the NFL. So we're dropping it a little bit later than normal. We'll try to get back in as we normally like to do, give you a full compliment, college football, NFL. We're in the playoff stretch in the NFL. We know who are in the playoffs in college football, all the bowl matchups. The transfer portal opens up today, December 4th, and it's going to be there to the first week in January. So lots to cover here on the Landry Football Podcast Network and specifically on LandryFootball.com to get the best, most detailed, accurate information and analysis from a playing, coaching, scouting perspective. Head on over to LandryFootball.com. Take advantage of the holiday savings special at LandryFootball.com. That'll get you 12 months of the best football information and analysis. And, folks, it doesn't end during the season. That's the key is, yeah, you'll get the breakdowns of the remaining games. But what you're going to get on top of that is the everything that happens during scouting season. You're going to get free agency, the draft, recruiting, transfer portal, the remaining coaching searches, tons going on in football. And we cover it 12 months a year. So holiday savings special. Give the gift of football to the loved one in your life that is a football fan. Heck, give a gift of football to yourself at LandryFootball.com. So I want to react to the weekend. Obviously, the thing that jumped out the most was how bad San Francisco. A is playing and how, how badly they wanted that game. Man, they played that game. Like it was a statement game. It was like, I mean, that game felt like an NFC championship game. And you just have to remind yourself was, we got a lot of football left, but man, was that big. Debo Samuel didn't hide from it during the offseason. Talking about no healthy quarterback. um, That was the difference. It's why we couldn't win it. Boy, they had to back up a lot of their mouth. And boy, did they. I mean, they pummeled the Eagles. From the Eagles' standpoint, look, they have had a stretch run. Hey, welcome to the NFL. They're not healthy. Neither were the Niners in the playoffs last year. Deal with it. It happens. Stretch run, the Bills, the Chiefs, and got the Cowboys coming up next. Welcome to the NFL. It doesn't get easier, and you've got to earn it. And that's why banking all those wins in Philly will matter. Because when it comes right down to it, home field advantage is not sealed up yet, and the Eagles have some more work to do. So it's 11 months later, and the 49ers return to the link and pummel them, the Eagles, 42-19. It's muddying the playoff picture a little bit and making people step back and saying, whoa, if that Niners team shows up, everybody's playing for a second. We know what they're capable of. And I think we have a pretty good idea of how good some of these teams are when they're at their best. 
But remember, it's not how good you are necessarily when you're at your best. It's how good you are when you're lacking some things. So my takeaway is, yeah, hitting on all cylinders, got everybody healthy. That is so critical. It is as maybe the most important thing that takes place from this point on in the rest of the season is who can stay the healthiest. That's going to ultimately determine things. Um, he could talk about all games are the same. The Niners know how good the Eagles are. The rest of the league knows how good the Eagles are. They saw their record. There was a desperation. Any chance, any chance of opening up home field advantage, we got to win this one. So it was a statement win. It was an absolute, we can go in there and get it done here win. So it should bode well if they got to play them again in Philly, but will they be as healthy? That's what you hope for, at least for everyone, but that's what you never know about. It was a statement win. 49ers are going to be tough out in January or February. The win moves the Niners to 9-3 within one game of the Eagles with five to play. The Cowboys, the Lions are 9-3 as well. So it's a four-team race for the top seed in the long bye. Um, can they get it? First of all, in New Orleans, the Lions raced ahead to 21-0 before the first quarter was over. Then they nearly coughed up a lead in the second half. This Lions defense is not playing well. And it's why the Lions are a win-the-division type of team, which I still think they are the team to beat in the North. But they are not going to beat the Niners or the Eagles. They're just not good enough. Um, to do that. They're good enough to make the playoffs, not good enough to advance beyond, say, one game. They edge the Saints 33-28. They're in firm command in the North, on track for the first home playoff game since 94. All of that's great. That's still in play. Got to focus on that, and then let's see what happens. Don't count out the Packers. Six and six. How about Matt LaFleur's team? It's one of the hottest teams in football. They currently have the seventh spot in the NFC playoff picture. The six and six Falcons continue to lead the NFC South after a less than convincing 13 8 win over the Jets. Falcons are bad, but they're six and six bad. The Bucks and Saints are bad, but they're five and seven bad, and they're not out of it. Only the Panthers are out of it, long out of it. As for the AFC, Patrick Mahomes. Uh, played his first game at Lambeau uh, and left with a 27-19 loss. The Eagle, the Chiefs, rather. Look, they've got to figure some things out offensively. Um, you know, <laughs> playing on the road looks like more and more of a possibility for the Chiefs this year. Both the Texans and the Colts kept their wild card playoff hopes alive with last second wins. In Washington. Dolphins, led by Tua and Tyreek Hill in particular, stayed on track for history as Miami embarrassed the Commanders 45-15. Has anybody blown out opponents, weak opponents this year, better than the Dolphins? They put their foot on the neck of weak opponents better than anybody in the league. In Pittsburgh, how about the North? 
remember when we were talking, and rightly so, that that division could be the toughest in football. Bengals without Joe Burrow, gone. The Steelers have looked like they've been gone all year. I think officially with the loss to the Cardinals, and not that Kenny Pickett was the answer, but the quarterback and the offense in general, gone. They're done. Then you got the Browns with a good defense at least. But quarterback play, not good enough. I won't say gone, but look, the Ravens are just riding high and if keeping everybody in their dust, really, when you look at them and watch them play. It was a disgusted Mike Tomlin that summed up the game, but it's a humiliating loss to the Cardinals. Remember the Cowboys lost to the Cardinals early in the year. This late, in early December, to lose to that team is embarrassing. And to make things worth, Kenny Pickett is um, going to be out. He had surgery this week. Joe Flacco's debut with the Browns started with a 24-yard touchdown throw, ended with a 36-19 loss to the Rams, who are suddenly, and we'll talk about that a little bit more, in the playoff conversation, what a coaching job they've done with the Rams. Cleveland, not only losing quarterbacks, but losing games. Their playoff odds, again, getting longer and longer. So here's what stood out. The NFC playoff race. San Francisco now owns the two most impressive wins of the year. Routing the Cowboys, dominating the Eagles. You know that if they're healthiest and they're at their best, who the team to beat is in the NFL, not just the NFC. It was a testy game. You know about the green law and uh, the security chief, Dom DeSandro. It was a chippy game. It was a physical game. Um, You know, it's kind of the way it is. It was a uh, methodical beatdown by Shanahan and the 49ers. They flexed their muscle. Shanahan was dialed in as a play caller. His offense scored touchdowns on six, count them, one, two, three, four, five, six consecutive drives. Three by Samuel, and they just absolutely blew out the Eagles. The defense allowed just 19 points. That's the Eagles' lowest output since week six. So they played very well, and the Eagles did not. It looked like the Eagles were a little worn, maybe from the stretch. Welcome to the NFL. But, boy, the Niners, while they had their struggles for a stretch, they look like they're back on pace and are in really good. San Francisco's midseason three-game streak, long in the rearview mirror. So the Eagles are the one seed at 10-2. and two. Then the Niners, then the Lions, then the Falcons. Again, remember, division winners get the nod. Then the Cowboys, Vikings at six. Packers at seven, Rams at eight, Seahawks at nine. How about the NFC West? And how about the North with the Vikings and the Packers hanging in? And the Rams, we know the Seahawks were going to kind of hang in, but the Rams with the same six and six record with the Seahawks after the Seahawks lost to the Cowboys on Thursday night. Going to be interesting. Um, Purdy was knocked out of the NFC Championship game in January, as you know. He was outstanding, threw for three touchdown passes, and outstanding passer rating. Um, and, and the, the passer rating of 148.8, that's the fourth time he's done that this season. Only Tom Brady in 2007 and Aaron Rodgers in 2011 
have done that recently. Let's talk a little bit about the Packers. Because he and Jordan, they and Jordan Love, led by Jordan Love, they're on a tear. The last five games for Jordan Love, 11 touchdowns, two interceptions, and four wins. And the Packs are not, the Pack are not only alive in the NFC playoff picture, but they're currently in the final wild card spot. Um, they began the year two and five. And, 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 you know, it's young teams, how you develop and grow. Here's an example of a team that's being worked hard, developed, well-coached, and the quarterback starting to develop some confidence. They're six and six with that win over Kansas City. And looking ahead, the Packers won't see another team that currently has a winning record the rest of the way. So I'm going to tell you, look out. They've got a great chance. Trailing by eight with 79 seconds left, Patrick Mahomes led a wild final drive, saw Isaiah Pacheco toss for punching on a play that was ultimately overturned, a blatant pass interference penalty that was missed, an unsuccessful Hail Mary that drew plenty of contact. But ultimately, the Packers escaped. They outplayed them for the majority of the game. It was Mahomes' fourth career loss in December. <laughs> Just four losses in December. How good has that guy been throughout his career? It's a defeat that knocks the Chiefs out of the top seed in the AFC playoff picture. In fact, they'd be number four at this point. They now trail the Dolphins, Ravens, and the Jags, who each have three losses. Now, the Jags play host to Cincinnati on Monday night, so a win would put them at nine and three. Um, so they're in pretty good shape. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll certainly monitor that, but the Dolphins at one, the Ravens at two, the Jags at three, the Chiefs at four, the Steelers at seven and five, the Browns at seven and five or five and six, the Colts at seven and five or seven and, uh, or, or seven, and the Texans at seven and five, the Broncos at six and six and the Bills at six and six. So you look at the Steelers and you look at the Browns and you wonder if the Colts and the Texans, the Broncos, even the Bills, folks, not out of it. The playoff race should be fun. While not overly impressive with the teams fighting for that fifth through seventh spot, um, doesn't, doesn't look like real impressive teams, it's still going to be fun to see who gets it. And the Texans and the coach have positioned themselves for a big finish. It's been 11 years since a team with a rookie head coach and a rookie quarterback made the postseason. And that was a storybook season in Indianapolis in 2012. Uh, with Andrew Luck and interim coach Bruce Arians guiding the coach to 11 wins while Chuck Pocano battered leukemia in a local hospital. The streak could be in jeopardy this season. The Texans keep playing like this with their win over the Broncos. And how big was that from playoff implications? D'Amico Ryans has won five of its last seven um, and firmly in the AFC playoff picture. Starts with C.J. Stroud. Uh but he's got the whole team playing well. It was Houston's defense that came up with the deciding play late in the fourth quarter with Jimmy Ward picked up Russell Wilson in the end zone, nine seconds left to seal the win. Uh, Will, Willie, uh, Will Anderson, his best game as a pro. Um, he hit the Russell Wilson four times, sacked him twice. Uh, the only downside for Houston is Tank Dell. Their outstanding young rookie receiver went down with a broken fibula in the first half and didn't return. Um, the Colts, what a special team's effort. They pushed their win streak to four with the 31-28 overtime win over the Titans. Sean, Shane Stackens done a really good job. It's the longest win streak 
for the Colts since 2018. It happens to be the last time the Colts swept the Titans. As of this point, the Colts on the final wildcard spot by virtue of the week two win against the Texans. But still, still some work to be done here. Tyreek Hill was unbelievable. I think you got to consider him strongly for MVP. On the downside, man, are things bad. The wheels are falling off in Washington. Uh, it looks like in New England, they've already fallen off. But, you know, it's a little over a month after trading Montez Sweat and Chase Young and firing defense coordinator Jack Del Rio. Commanders suffered their second consecutive embarrassing loss, this time 45-15 to the Dolphins. Uh, nothing's working. They had the embarrassing loss to the Cowboys on Thanksgiving. And, you know, you, you get down 21 points. Rivera's seat seems to be getting hot. New ownership. <clears throat> They're going to want to see a complete changeover. It's a mess. We understand the Jets' mess, but it just looks so bad. I mean, did they not? If, if you learn something, Jets, is that you you can't build everything around Aaron Rodgers. You need to sit him until next year. You need to get him back. You need to find a better backup quarterback for one, and you need to build a better offensive line and a better team around the quarterback because you're wasting a great defense that is keeping them in every game, but they are putrid on offense. They've got to fix that. They've got to fix it in every way, shape, or form. And you can't just say, okay, Aaron, you're back. You fix it. It's going to have to be better pieces around him and better pieces immediately behind him in the backup role. To date, the Jets have scored just 10 touchdowns all season. That's the fewest by any team through 12 games in at least three decades. The Iowa Hawkeyes thinks that offense sucks. Meanwhile, the Patriots slog through another ugly, ugly, ugly loss in Foxborough, losing 6-0 to the Chargers. Yeah, the weather was bad. It's a problem. But that it was ugly. NFL's lowest scoring game since the Jags beat the Colts by the same score in 2018. The Patriots became the first team since the 1938 Chicago Cardinals to lose three in a row despite allowing 10 points or fewer in each loss. Yes, if you want to see bad offenses, go to the AFC East and put on the film of the New York Jets and the New England Patriots. I mean, the Patriots are a disaster. But their defense is actually not playing badly at all. The wheels have completely come off. Then there's a lot more to get to. We're going to be breaking down the tape and bringing you more stuff NFL-wise during the course of the week, as well as, obviously, all the latest in college football. We've got the playoff set. We broke that down for you. Go back and check our Sunday podcast on reaction to the playoffs. We'll certainly get all the bowl matchups and break that down for you over at LandryFootball.com, as well as all the coaching searches, as well as all the information around recruiting and transfer portal. We got it all for you at LandryFootball.com, so make sure that you check it out today. Take advantage of the holiday savings special, LandryFootball.com. We uh, always appreciate you joining us. Uh, remember to tell your friends, subscribe, like, and share the Landry Football Podcast Network on Apple, on Spotify, wherever you get your podcast. 
Appreciate you joining us. Talk to you next time, everybody.